Welcome back, fellow podcasters. It's time for another episode of Jeff Rye, an American conservative. Merriam-Webster defines the term, the word insurrection, as meaning an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. It says a usually violent attempt to take control of a government. It goes on to define the word protest as something said or done that shows disagreement with or disapproval of something. Further, it says the act of objecting or a gesture of disapproval resigned in protest especially, usually organized public demonstration of disapproval. And then it defines riot. They define that as a violent public disorder, specifically a tumultuous disturbance of the public peace by three or more persons assembled together and acting with a common intent. It usually includes unrestrained revelry, noise, uproar, or disturbance made by the revelers. Now I bring this up because we have heard all three of those terms in the last 12 months. But I'm going to concentrate on a couple of things, in my opinion. And the first thing has to do with January 6th. That has clearly not only been labeled as an insurrection, but also has a commission by the Senate to make sure that all those involved of what they perceive as overthrowing the government are brought to justice. But let's talk about it a little bit. Since that time, we have over 700 people that have been arrested for storming the U.S. Capitol building on January 6th, 2021. Interestingly enough, as of the time of this recording, there still have been none of these people that have been charged with insurrection, certainly not by definition, as mentioned earlier, treason, or anything such as that. In fact, the charges range from obstruction of an official proceeding to assault. As of right now, there have been just over 70 that have received sentences at all. And the medium sentence for these rioters is 45 days. A lot of them included fines or community service or probation for low-level offenses like illegally parading or demonstrating in the Capitol which is a misdemeanor. Where are those liberal attorney generals who let people go home with misdemeanor crimes? Further, let's talk about these guys with their weapons, because the media is telling that they, hey, they were armed. Well, in legal terms, armed means being in possession of any weapon, not just a firearm. So they can, they can include almost anything that threatens or causes harm. And so far, the weapons, and keep in mind, no one's been charged with a firearm weapon. In fact, no one had a firearm that they had at all. But the weapons that they were charged with included baseball bats, 
chemical sprays. Somebody had a police officer's shield, fire extinguishers, a metal flagpole, and a crowbar. Now keep in mind that the definition of the insurrection was to be the overthrow of democracy, right? They were going to throw, overthrow the government this day. These 725 people, I guess. Actually, if you were to listen to the commission, surprising that the, the full 100,000 that were sitting in what indeed was a peaceful protest didn't come over, storm the Capitol, and, and literally take over the, the whole thing. But it wasn't. By their numbers, it was 725. Nobody with a gun. We had some pepper spray, a couple of baseball bats. And don't get me wrong, I am not going to sit here and condone those actions that those people took. They should be charged with crimes. We cannot allow that to happen. But insurrection? Overthrow of our government? <laughs> Come on. I think that's uh, kind of far-fetched. And I want to keep everybody in mind that the approximate number of hours that Congress was delayed in their process, this insurrection, so to speak, was about six hours. And it included damages estimated to be of about one and a half million dollars. No police were killed, although they'll tell you that four of them committed suicide after the attack. One died of a heart attack. Uh, the police now, the Capitol Police. So they're, they're kind of drawing straws there. In fact, the only person that was killed that day was one of the uh, pro, uh, protesters, rioters. We're going to start calling that a riot because I do believe that is where it falls into better definition. Who was shot by a, a Capitol Police person. So we had a six-hour delay, basically a six-hour insurrection that took place, according to the Democrats. But let's go back about a year. Because I think it's important that we talk about the summer of love that happened in 2020. And a lot of this information, by the way, comes out of the book Rigged, which was written by Molly Hemingway. And I suggest that you get this book and read it. I mean, it's not all just about this part of it, but it, it really talks about the four years that Trump was in office and how the concerted effort was to go against Trump not necessarily the actual election day, but all the things that kind of led up to it. But that's a different story. Our summer of love or violence started shortly after George Floyd's death when he was killed by this Derek Chauvin. Because that's really when the Black Lives Matter group sprang into action. And during the course of those several months, there were approximately 10,330 30 demonstrations in more than 2,700 locations that took place in all of the United States. And I know that you, just like everybody else, sat there and every night we were watching our some of our major cities burning, anarchy taking place. We had mayors who were asking their police departments to back down because after all, they were being called a mostly peaceful protest, which has nothing to do with the definitions as we set forth earlier. Over there in St. Paul, Minnesota, 
they had over 300 buildings that were destroyed. They alone in that city had over $82 million worth of damage. Just them alone. Let's talk a little bit more about Black Lives Matter. Because that actually started back in 2012 with the deaths of Trayvon Martin and Michael Brown. And the group was fundamentally started about their outrage of how those two individuals were being handled by their court cases. So let's talk about one of the organizers of Black Lives Matter, Alicia Garza. She came out of a group called the National Domestic Workers Alliance, and her job initially was to activate, and she did over 600 of them, these things called freedom rides in order to create protests. Alicia Garza also wrote parts of the forward sections of books called Revolution in the Air, 60s Radicals Turned to Lenin, Mao, and Che. She was also a student of Marxism and Leninism. And she openly embraces radical action in support of socialism. Another of the founders was called Patrice Cullors. She was the executive director of Black Lives Movement, and she was a co-founder of what is known as the May 19th Communist Organization, which is a domestic terrorist group that took place in the 1980s. At one time, she was sentenced to almost 60 years in prison, and her crimes were possessing 740 pounds of explosives, an Uzi submachine gun, an M14 rifle, a sold-off shotgun, some 9mm handguns, and boxes of ammunition. Her sentence, by the way, was commuted by President Bill Clinton. But here's where I wanted to kind of zero in on the Black Lives Matter group. Because it's made up of over 150 little small organizations... And I'm going to be quoting right here. But in their organization, they call for an end to all policing and criminal justice, an end to capital punishment, and an end to cash bail. It calls for reparations in the form of a minimum income for black people with mandated curriculums that critically examine the political, economic, and social impacts of colonialism and slavery. It seeks retroactive decriminalization of drug offenses and prostitution. It wants divestment from fossil fuels, a cut in military spending, universal health care and redistribution of wealth. It also seeks a ban on any laws protecting voter integrity and the immediate release of all political prisoners. Now, doesn't that honestly sort of sound like Joe Biden's agenda since he became president? I mean, what parts really don't ring true with what we've been seeing from that Democrat left-wing progressive agenda over the last 12 months? And one of the reasons why it was able to fester and grow the way that it did was because our American elites, because of this wokeness thing that we've all been going through, They supported this Marxist uh, Black Lives Matter thing. We had 
a hundred of our largest United States companies give them over one and a half billion dollars. Obviously, including the National Football League. Also included Amazon and Microsoft. You've seen them. Social warriors, they called it. You know why? Because to this day, I bet you the majority of people outside of that BLM grouping still think that that is supposed to be us trying to bring equality to the black people in our country. (laughs) Far from the truth. Did you hear anything? Anything. And what I gave out of their mission statement, which talked about helping black areas or the young black people or anything to that effect? Nothing. Now, going back this last summer, you had Mayor Durkin. Remember that name? In Seattle? Right? Those people there, rioters, in my opinion, insurrectionists, they created those autonomous zones. That's where police were not allowed to enter. Autonomous zones. And these autonomous zones also were created in Minneapolis and Portland. Now, let's face it. These were not summer of love throwbacks to the 1960s. You're looking at, and I'm quoting, an ideology of autonomism, which is bottom-up Marxist organizing. And this was an ideology that came out of Italy and Germany in the late 60s and early 70s. Now, if you were to go back and take a look at the definitions of insurrection, I dare say that those 10,000 or so riots, burning, disregard for law enforcement, disregard for federal buildings, disregard for our statues, our whole culture, it was being toppled over, literally. Burnt, toppled over. And they even created their little outside of our government, their autonomous zones. If ever anything would have remotely approached insurrection, it would have been that. And yet, where's the commission? Where's the Senate? Where's the House of Representatives? Where's the President? Where's the Department of Justice? Garland, Attorney General Garland, where are you? Nothing. You know what? These guys were given misdemeanors too. Do you ever hear about any of them being in solitary confinement, in prisons? No, not at all. Were they carrying weapons as defined by legal terms? Yeah, in fact, they were carrying guns. They were carrying Molotov cocktails and and, and cement cups. They were doing laser beams to the eyes of the police. 25 people were killed during that summer of love. And yet we got nothing going on about that. But we are going to spend millions of dollars for this commission about this six-hour delay when rioters stormed into the Capitol. And, and, you know, we still want to see all those films. I don't know why we don't see all those films. And we still haven't gotten to the bottom line as to why Speaker Pelosi didn't have more of, more of the uh, National Guardsmen there knowing that we were going to have 100,000 people. I mean, a Trump rally, just in general, has forty to 45,000 people. So this crap that they never anticipated that many people, who are they kidding? I mean, honestly, they're not kidding anybody. So by the end of our summer of love, which is really a summer of violence, over 2 
billion dollars of damages were created. God knows how many people went out of business, racial divisiveness, and yet we have nobody checking into it. I just thought maybe you'd want to hear my take on it because some of these things are just not being mentioned, and I would hope that common sense somewhere down the road prevails. We believe in the American spirit, but we also believe in the rule of law. And we also believe that our court systems can be fair. It doesn't have to be decided by color, race, or creed. It just has to be fair. Let's move towards that end and stop using the auspice of a mostly peaceful protest to allow the true insurrection to be happening in our country. Mm -mm. In any event, that's my view, and I thank you for listening in once again. I am Jeff Fry, an American conservative. I'll be back next week with more to talk about. In the meantime, keep us, U.S., the United States, in mind. Thank you.